I'm Mick Danzig. And I'm Hannah Hampton. And this is not an HR podcast. Well, hello and welcome to This Is Not an HR Podcast, Halloween Spectacular. This is the only podcast to take off their HR hats and encourage you to have fun acting ghoulishly stupid. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Anna Hampton, I cannot believe you actually laughed at that. Well, I think it was a it was a pity laugh just to make okay. you feel better. All right, I'll take the pity laugh there. I think that's okay. We're recording at a different time, so I feel like afternoon or evening Hannah might be a little different than morning Hannah. So we're going to find out. I have so many inappropriate questions to that, and we're just going to move <laughs> right on. Oh, this is exactly how I expected you to respond. Hey, Hannah. Mm-hmm. When do zombies finish trick-or-treating? When? When they are dead tired. Ha! Happy Halloween. All right. Speaking of Halloween. done. You and I talk often on the podcast uh, about how much we both love Halloween. There's so many different things about Halloween that we like. And one of the things, though, that I'm starting to lose touch with is the nostalgia of Mm -hmm. Halloween. I'm more into this selfish adult, scary movie kind of Halloween I'm telling you, Apple is just trying to suck the rest of the nostalgia out of me. Hmm. I just found out that this is the first year that I'm aware of. This is the first year that it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown will not be on television, broadcast television. Boo. Boo. Oh, my gosh, Apple, what are you doing to us? Uh, So, of course... Apple commandeered the Charlie Brown properties last year, and they responded to the public outcry over the holiday specials. You know, they did the co-branding with NPR. Mm -hmm. This year, they're not doing it. So they're doing what they did last year as far as you're able to watch it free on Apple television on this limited window of dates. October 28th through the 31st, you can stream it for free. But, I mean, I just think of Grandma sitting in the retirement home with her old antenna television asking me to come over and show her how to download the Apple TV app and then her just being so upset about this (laughs) that I just want to thank Apple in advance for just just taking that last piece of nostalgia away from Halloween. Mm. Hey, am I overreacting? Um, you know, I'm going to say no, because I feel like people love nostalgia and there is absolutely nothing wrong with expecting broadcast television to continue to do those things that they've done every year. And I can't, it's so crazy to me because I feel like that would be a ratings booster because people want to feel that nostalgia because it feels good It gives you that warm feeling. A lot of times people look back on things with, you know, your rose-colored glasses. So people always want that that warm and cozy feeling of of nostalgia that that something like that show would bring. So I don't think you're overreacting. I will allow it. (laughs) Thank you, Hannah Hampton. Apple definitely has uh, committed a Halloween crime that's going to carry on the rest of the year. So... Trying to move on and get over it, you and I both decided to look at two brand new Halloween specials. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about mine just for a second because yours is really the one that we want to deep dive on. This is my pleasant surprise of the year. You and I are also comic book people. 
I'm DC, you're a little more Marvel, but my goodness, what a heck of a pleasant surprise on Disney Plus of mm-hmm. all places. I cannot believe that I'm saying Disney, you did it right when Apple <laughs> did not. But Disney, Marvel's Werewolf by Night. Yeah. What a fantastic Halloween special. I thought it was going to be another one of their like six to eight episode mini series. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, I want to watch it. But when do I want to start it? And then when I found out it was a 55 minute standalone. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. And it was just fantastic because you know what fun. it is. Hmm. When you and I watch some of our Svengulis uh, and our cemeteries and they go back and they do the old retro shows, we remember them being a little, those shows, the movies themselves, like The Blob and, and Frankenstein. The, Ooh, know, I rewatched Frankenstein this year, but go on, I'm sorry. <laughs> but they don't stand up quite as well as we remember them because we still want them to have that a little bit more modern kitsch to them and inside mm-hmm. jokes and the acting to be and that's everything werewolf by night is and yeah. that's i stand by it i love it i highly recommend it and it i fun. talk too much so let's let you talk about a what you just watched before we talk about your new halloween special yeah no i also watched werewolf by night and i thought it was super fun i i've been watching i've been kind of going back to some classics this year now only because Somebody I work with uh, threw a challenge to some people, uh, you know, people at the company to rewatch some classics, horror movies for discussion. So I watched, as I said, I watched Frankenstein. I watched this movie out of the Soviet Union. It is the first horror movie out of the Soviet Union called V, V-I-Y, and which was I thought was really fantastic. And then I also re- recently watched uh, Dario Argento's Inferno. That was good, but it's not something I'd ever watch again. I'd never seen it before, so I'm not really into Italian horror too much. I've been having a good time watching some some classics, and again, feeling that that feeling of nostalgia. These were all before crazy CGI, so it's usually more practical um, effects and uh, retro you know, retro designs, because V definitely had a very mid-century. It was made in 1967. It had a mid-century feel when it came to the costumes and makeup and effects. And then same with Inferno. It was from 1980. So you got that late 70s, early 80s feel to it. So I've been having a lot of fun. And to continue on the retro vibe, um, you and I both watched Rob Zombie's The Monsters, which... Yes. Let me tell you this. I, as a kid, I was a child. I was, I'm a, I'm a young Xer. So as a kid, I remember coming home from school and the Munsters would be on, I think it was TBS. It was on a television channel and my dad and I would watch it after school. So I loved the Munsters. You and I both love Rob Zombie. And so the fact that Rob Zombie was making this movie, uh, you, you knew we would both have to watch it. Now, I have to tell you, I watched the trailer and I was like, oh boy. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure what we were getting into. So I am not going to lie. I went into it with somewhat low expectations. Uh, I say somewhat because I love Rob Zombie. Uh, I think his movies are fun. I really enjoy his music. I think he's a really rad dude. Like, I am a fan. And I have to say, I enjoyed the movie. It, he, 
he really captured the corniness of the month what you expect from the monsters like the puns the cheesy dialogue um and i loved i just loved his choices and i thought it was a lot of fun now before uh well you know what i want to get your thoughts before i tell you like where i thought it fell flat but like, what were your thoughts on the monsters i was a little nervous with the trailer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was really, for me, it was about the, the use of color, what I saw very briefly in the cinematography in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I I was anxious and nervous at the same time. It could have been super cheap looking and too campy, which yep. in retrospect, it's hard to say that the monsters could be, the monsters could be too <laughs> campy, but... I was nervous. I was very nervous and I actually put off watching it. If you recall, I told you mm-hmm. for about a week, I'm going to watch it tonight or tomorrow night. And, and yeah. I finally watched it. And at the very beginning, I felt maybe my biggest fears were about to take place. I really <laughs> thought it was going to dink a Rooney. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't love the very beginning either, but go on. But it wasn't that anything was wrong with it. It was just the the concerns I pictured were coming to life, just the visuals. <laughs> and then the movie just grows on you. All I could think of, and you and I are big Rob Zombie fans, and you know we've seen him in concert together. Mm-hmm. And we're also Glenn Danzig fans, and we love the Misfits. I watched that more recent Glenn Danzig movies, Veronica, last year for Halloween, and it was just a terribly chaotic shit show mm-hmm. like they're like i couldn't i've never wanted to watch and enjoy something so much and like something and just hate it like mm-hmm. i did with erotica where the monsters oh my gosh it just kept growing on me and growing on me and the visuals and i you know i couldn't place it at first and then i got it i really think rob zombie built upon some Burton-esque cinematography and did it his own way. Cause at first it mm-hmm. looks almost straight to video. Cause it's, I, I'm assuming it's digital, but then all of a sudden I'm like, I think Tim Burton would put his stamp of approval on this. If he had this technology back then, especially. So I got into it because it did start to have more of a campy yeah. uh, zombie meets Tim Burton vibe. And I really enjoyed it. And honestly, I think this film and if you and I are still talking to each other in five years, because I know we drive each other crazy, <laughs> I think this movie is going to escalate to cult status and become the next um, Nightmare Before Christmas. This is going to... That's a bold statement. I, I know. That is quite the bold statement. I no, I I agree that I think it will build. I think... There'll be word of mouth. People will be like, oh, I like that. Or they'll rewatch it. And I, I think be more welcomed than it was because it's crazy. Because, of course, you have the Rob Zombie lovers who are like, oh, we'll check it out. Kind of like us. And then those who would be like, oh, it's he's going to ruin it by making it bloody and gross and really, really, like, gory. And then he even posted, Rob Zombie has himself posted a meme. It was like, people complaining about it, saying, oh, Rob Zombie's going to ruin it with gore. And then saying, oh, it wasn't a Rob Zombie movie. It was campy, just like the original. And they're mad. It's like, you're always going to, on the internet, you're always going to piss people off one way or another. But I think he's going to, there's going to be that subset of people who are going to be very happy with it. They are going to look at it with nostalgia. 
they're going to say he did he did the TV show justice, which the TV show was only around for two seasons, and it was corny as hell if you watched it. I'd say he did a good job of, of paying homage, paying homage to it, and showing that he loved the show, and he wanted to do something to show that he loved it by bringing the characters to life in his universe uh, with his kind of vision. And I thought it was super duper fun. And, you know, specifically, I thought that Herman was, I thought he was fantastic. And then grandpa or the count, I guess <laughs> it was the count instead of grandpa. But yeah. I loved those two specific cast choices and I thought they nailed it. I thought they nailed it. So it was super fun. I definitely would watch again. My only complaints, and you alluded to this earlier, the beginning was a little like, oh, and then I felt like the ending was a little abrupt. And I'm like, oh, okay, so that's how they ended. But I feel like it was probably, I, I can imagine Rob Zombie knew what he wanted to do visuals and ha- where he wanted to have fun with it. But it's just starting the story and ending the story were a bit of a struggle. And it is what it is, but it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun in the middle when it counts. So that's the way I look at it. <laughs> I agree. And the thing is, you know, Rob Zombie has had kind of some abrupt endings to even his better films that you're kind of like, uh, I went back and watched what you and I call the RZ trilogy. Mm-hmm. And because I do Mix Halloween Challenge, where Mix Challenge is every October, starting October 1st, I watch whether it's a Halloween special, a Halloween film, or it could just be a Halloween episode of like a Family Guy or Simpsons or whatever. But I watch something Halloween every night. And yeah. I, I feel very bad for my wife because she does <laughs> not enjoy Halloween. So, and she doesn't like real scary movies. <laughs> Sometimes I'm staying up later than I want because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm pouring her that extra glass of wine so she'll go to sleep. And so I can start my show at nine or whatever. I went back and watched the trilogy, House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and oh my God, I just forgot the name of the third one. Um, Is it like Three by Hell or something? Uh, three from Hell. and Three from Hell. And we'll so edit that. So you watched Three from Hell. I watched. So I watched them in order. I watched House the first night, Devil's Rejects the second, and Three from Hell the third. House of a Thousand Corpses, which Rob Zombie has in the last few years said that he felt like it was kind of a disaster, and he means technically, and and, and all directors go back and kind of trash their stuff, but I wish you wouldn't. The only thing that I really think that film kind of falls short on because it has the the opening is amazing is it does the end kind of just is like bam there's you're like in sensory overload and the end of house of a thousand corpses feels kind of rushed i think that's something that zombie has done and i i can think of things he's done before but before we move on to the next subject because we're trying to pack a lot into this halloween spooktacular mm-hmm Tell me your either favorite or your top two or three favorite Rob Zombie horror films. You're going to be surprised when I tell you. <laughs> my my second most favorite is Halloween 2. I just really enjoyed that. I don't, I can't tell you ages why. Ages well. I actually yeah, I Halloween love two. liberties mm-hmm. he took on the end of that, where the first time I saw it, I was kind of like, what? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I liked that. And then House of a Thousand Corpses. I love uh dr satan scares the shit out of me yes like legitimately like nightmares uh nightmare inducing 
scared. Like that movie scares the shit out of me. I and I, the Devil's Rejects was fantastic. Like I loved that one too. But House of a Thousand Corpses, I every time I watch it, I like it. Just it's one of those things that I feel it's just it's scary every time I watch it. And we are. It's almost a twenty-year-old movie, which I can't believe it. Uh, next year will be twenty years, but. Holy crap, it's just one of those things that Dr. Satan, if I encountered Dr. Satan on the street or, you know, whatever, I mean, I feel like I'd be like, okay, that's the end of me because that, that, it, it's just, it's so scary. <laughs> no, it's excellent. And it is because that's what gives it that 70s throwback vibe. It's scary. I think it's scarier than Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I find extremely terrifying. frightening, yeah, terrifying. Yeah. So um, I, you know, and it's just one of those things like to me, so I'm somebody who I grew up in, in somewhat of a smaller community, but I lived in a, in a very large city for, for a long time. And, you know, I remember talking to people, uh, you know, back home and, and they're like, doesn't it scare you living in the city? I'm like, no, being out in the country to me is far scarier than being in a city always. And <laughs> I think that House of a Thousand Corpses just helps you know, make that even worse for me. Like, I, I just feel like there's like you, I just feel like out in the middle of nowhere is where I'll like, there's, there's definitely crazy people living in crazy houses in the middle of nowhere. They're not getting caught because they are in such a rural, like in the middle of nowhere place. And I think that it's too quiet in the country, city life for this gal. <laughs> you know, what's funny about that is what's even scarier. My wife and I used to go to Palm Springs quite a bit and we mm -hmm. drive, you drive through Orange County. Further you go east into the Inland Empire, it just turns into it's desert and it's all mm -hmm. it is. And when you're driving, you go through this area of Cabazon and then you're heading down and they've got those scary ass windmills for solar energy and just nothing but <laughs> desert and rock. And then every like five miles or so, you'll see this random, I mm -hmm. mean, this beat down shack. And my wife and I used to play the game. Do you think they've got a woman in a pit there? <laughs> and I would say yes to every single one of them. <laughs> but when we drive, yeah, and, and it would, and it, you'd be like, probably you go through all these scary houses and then the windmill farms just scared the hell out of my wife. Mm. She just, they visually just freaked her out. I think we need to go there and stay at like the most beat down motel in that area for Halloween one year. But my God, those, those it, it, so it's a good So you could torture day. your wife because uh, you were just saying she hates Halloween. She hates scary stuff. So let's take her to a scary ass hotel. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, I'm amazed I'm still married. So, hey, Hannah. Mm -hmm. Why should an angry witch take her broom trick or treating? God, why? She might fly off the handle. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> so I want to give our listeners just a break from us talking movies. When I was younger, for some reason, I loved it when... You know, you go into fall and then next is winter and then all of a sudden all the, the lists come out. The best of the year of this and the best of the year of that. So I've always liked lists. I checked out USA Today and mm -hmm. I wanted to know what are the top 10 Halloween costumes in 2022? I don't know. Yeah, you know, honestly, it, this is going to be quick because these are pretty boring. Okay, can I guess? Can I guess what one of them is going to be? Yes. I I'm going to guess, and I have not seen this list, I promise you. And this is probably going to be the only one we're really going to talk about if you get it right, so go ahead. I, I think it's going to be Eddie from Stranger Things, but go on. 
So that is on the list, but they, they <laughs> I'll tell you what they did. So we'll get to that one. That's that's for that list. So we'll start with number 10. There's only a couple characters on here and the rest are your typical Halloween fair. But number 10, and this is the one I thought you were going to guess, mm-hmm. is Harley Quinn. Because yeah. because I do love the Harley Quinn character. And I think well, that wasn't, mo- not, there was nothing new from her. So that's why I wouldn't have guessed it. Like, it's right. Like, yeah, it's like. But I thought you would come up with it because it's like still the most recent slutty costume because they've just slutted up so bad. Yeah. You know, so I think that's why it's still around. But Harley Quinn is the number 10. Number nine is Cowboy, which I kind of find surprising. (laughs) Number eight is Cheerleader, (laughs) where I think that makes the list because if you're a lazy parent, you give your kid their cheerleader's outfit, let them go out. You also have the potential if you're a teen or college student, 20-something for your slutty cheerleader. And then as... Couples get older every once in a while. You ask the wife if she wants to be a cheerleader. Or the so, SNL cheerleader. So yeah. Go. So I think there's many reasons. <laughs> Look at you intercepting my dirty references. All right, let's just go over the SNL cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Number seven's Rabbit, which I think's okay, okay. Sure. Number six, Pirate. Okay. Okay. Number five, Fairy. Uh, okay. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, is has it been that boring of a 2022 uh number four they put stranger things under one umbrella <laughs> so well, i mean i guess you can go with any of the character but legitimately like let's get real it's, it's pretty easy to do eddie yeah so the top three halloween costumes of 2022 this is according to google trends fright geist in the USA Today of October 18th, number three, dinosaur. <laughs> you know what it is, though? There are a lot of dinosaur costumes out there because of all the funny stuff people were doing yeah. in 2020 with them yeah, during the, the pandemic. Costumes. I have a Godzilla like blob costume like that, and it's fun. Those are fun. Those are very yeah. cool. I love Godzilla, but anyways, go on. Number two. The only uh, superhero, but he's been on a lot of different stuff, is Spider-Man. Huh, okay. Yeah, because you've got Into the Spider-Verse, number two is coming out soon, the animated movie. Uh, We had the Mm -hmm. other one this year, blah, 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 Spider-Man. And then number one, just to kind of end this with the thud, is Witch. Oh, that was like the, that's like so boring. I'm sorry. It's super boring. Yeah. This is an extremely boring list. I don't quite get it. Hey, Hannah. I don't either. Okay. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> hey, hey, Hannah. Hmm. What is white, black, and dead all over? I don't know what. A zombie trick or treating in a tuxedo. <laughs> I've got another quick list, but this quick list is really to transition into our next story because we just talked about how disappointed we were (laughs) on the top 10 costume list. So let me tell you what the brain trust at People came up with for 10 things to do on Halloween when it's no longer socially acceptable for you to trick or treat. I honestly think that people put more effort into that title than their list. Agreed. So, agreed. And I, you know what? I still trick or treat to this day if it wasn't creepy as uh, being a grown woman. 
But I am rather short, so maybe I could, if I cover my face, I could pull out, you know, pull it off. <laughs> you absolutely could pull it off, and you, or you could do what I do. Uh, I take my dog trick or treating. So oh, okay, there. that's that's good, that's good. So you know, my kids are grown, so now I take the dog, so it's still acceptable. So let's get back to the road scholars and people. And there are 10 things to do on Halloween when it's no longer socially acceptable for you to trick or treat. Okay. Okay. These are in no particular order. They all suck equally. <laughs> so <laughs> number 10, watch a scary movie. Oh, Ooh. that's groundbreaking. Wow, yes, people. Who would have thought of that? Man. And I, oh, great. And I, I'm writing that down. I'm writing, slow down. Let me write this down. Would you? I I can't believe magazines are almost dead. Uh, number nine, binge watch a season of American Horror Story. Wait, wait. Can you insert like the sound of crickets? <laughs> exactly. Number eight, carve pumpkins. What? Again, another groundbreaking idea. Thank you for the suggestion, People Magazine. Thank you, People. Yes, man, what a scary group. They're so cutting edge. Uh, the next one, I'm not even giving them numbers anymore. The next one is go bobbing for apples. Um, then we have hit up a hayride. Wait, wait I want to go back to the bobbing apples. Because, like, yes, except right after a pandemic and now, like, monkeypox, I want to stick my face where a bunch of people have other stuff, other people put their faces. And, and yeah, great idea. Go on. <laughs> I know. Hey, hey, people, you're on fire. Mm -hmm. uh, next one, hit up a hayride. How do you hit up a hayride? Do you just catch <laughs> one that's in, in, in play? Hey, yo, I, I'm going to hit you. What up, hayride? What up, hayride? Oh, hey. All right. Uh, next one. Oh, my God. These guys are setting the trends. Visit a haunted house. What? During Halloween, I never would have thought of that. Oh, wow. Let me hit that one again, Hada. Wow. Visit, you know what you should do this Halloween? Try something outside the box. Visit a haunted house. No. Fine. All right. <laughs> Another thing they say you can do as an adult is head to a Halloween party. Or if you're really fucking crazy, host one of your own. No. What? A Halloween party? Is this on? Is this on? Host one of your own. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm writing this down. Okay. Next one. Groundbreaking. Oh, this is the best. Bake a candy cake. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Put an adult twist on Halloween candy with a candy-filled cake recipe. Not only is it tasty, but baking will also keep you occupied on Fright Night. Get the fuck out of here, people. Dude, the only thing I'm frightened about on this night that I'm having with People Magazine is how terrible my life would be. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I want to point out that that's the detail they go into. They don't give a candy cake recipe. Just throw some candy in your fucking Yeah. Cake. Okay. All right. Disaster. Yeah. And here's another one. Hold on. Put yourself in a sugar coma, Anna Hampton. That was the suggestion. Yeah. Who, who, who wrote that? I'm, I'm firing them. <laughs> Taking the human out of human resources. Here it is. And I'm firing that motherfucker. Here you go. Baking isn't your thing? Celebrate Halloween the same way you did post-trick-or-treating by eating an obscene amount of candy. No one said you have to share with the trick-or-treaters. 
<laughs> the last one, and this, I mean, again, you know, these guys are on fire. Diana Pearl, by the way, is the uh, laureate here. That the Pulitzer. The Pulitzer. Give her the Pulitzer. Let's give it all to her. No, I think this is so groundbreaking. It's going, it's the next step to world peace. Uh, she's a true American laureate. I want to put that she ended this great list with handout candy. <laughs> okay, so that's so that's People magazine. So I just I, I want to talk about how magazines just kind of uh, fuck it up each year. So this made me think of In Touch Weekly back in 2018. Okay. So in 2018, if you remember, there's a new Halloween movie. And they put, they were talking about, you know, how they'll, they'll post like jokes that, that celebrities make. And Jimmy Fallon said this. Jimmy Fallon said, the new Halloween movie takes place 40 years after the original. Michael Myers is so old, he wears his mask on a beaded string around his neck. Okay, so that's the joke. But In Touch Weekly puts a picture of Jason Voorhees next to it. Yes! And I, I I posted it to my Instagram, and I'm like, methinks everyone who works at In Touch Weekly has never watched a horror movie. Uh, wrong movie, motherfucker. <laughs> so I feel like if you work at a magazine, during the interview process, sorry, I know this is not an HR podcast, but during the interview process, they're like, do you like Halloween? And they say no. And they say, you're hired. Or I think they just are like, do you have problems with rehashing the same material every year for 35 years? Yeah, no, I'm good with that. Then you have a career with people. Just so you know, this list is so bad. There's a slight chance that in the next couple of days, you may read a story about Diana Pearl being abducted because I really want to hold accountable for this list and we may have to talk. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. And so it's I'm going down the familiar route because we are going to talk about a movie, but it's going to also rectify this shit show of a list by people because mm-hmm. I have an idea. There is a 1977 Japanese horror film mm-hmm. called House. Okay. It's since now referred to because there are other horror films called House, an American one that actually I think they had a couple sequels. So this one is now referred to by the writer is in name it's Obiashi. Um, Mm -hmm. And what's really cool about this, this is a very experimental horror, semi-comedy fairy tale. Okay. And the reason that it is so many different things, and this is what I think is the true story, but I'm going to talk a little bit about the movie. Obiashi collaborated with his 10-year-old daughter. <laughs> See, I haven't seen this movie, so this is all new to me. Okay, go on. Obiashi grew up in Japan, and his life was fairly normal until just outside of where he lived is where the the U.S. dropped one of their atomic bombs. And so everyone that grew up in that area, you know, was, was very tragically changed. Those that survived mm-hmm. 
you know, they had they suffered great loss. It always stuck with him. And you can you you can see parts of that in his other films. He has his own a very different outlook than most people from what what he's grown through. But this film was inspired and partly written by his daughter. And mm-hmm. what he did was he utilized her nightmares because Obayashi felt that children's nightmares and dreams were not yet corrupted or minimalized by adult life. So there's no need to explore the root cause or the influence of a child's dream like we do for adults. You don't need to dig in because there's so many different things that the, the a child's mind grabs a hold of and captures. And he really felt like getting her to share these scary dreams and even these not so scary dreams that they were like tapping into something very pure, something that hadn't been corrupted by the angst of adulthood. And of course, Mm -hmm. he has strong feelings about what he went off through. This this film, I'm going to give a a very quick synopsis. So the character, it's she's upset by the news that her widowed father has remarried while away scoring music for a film. The heroine of this film, Gorgeous, that's the character's name, ask her aunt to allow her and her six friends to visit during summer vacation. The opening is scenes in the high school and everyone's so jazzed about summer break. And they used a lot of amateur actors in the film and you can tell, but it works. She, her aunt invites her and her six friends and gorgeous arrives at the estate where super supernatural events occur almost immediately. A severed head just takes flight Household appliances come to life, and even a portrait of a cat seems to contain an evil spirit. It's really trippy. It's like mm-hmm. there are some of these scenes are animated. It almost has a, a Mary Poppins on acid kind of vibe. It's a psychedelic comedy horror experimental film that I feel makes Pink Floyd's The Wall look like an episode of Little House on the Prairie. But it's gory. It's scary. <laughs> it's trippy. It's got all these things. So I'm watching this film and then I'm thinking about this terrible People magazine list. And I think the ultimate way to celebrate 2022 Mm -hmm. is I think if you want to do a little more something, a little more cutting edge this Halloween, why not throw a Japanese themed horror film party? Okay. And so what you do is you make it kind of like the drive in. So you have three films. You start out early with one of the early Godzilla films. Oh, okay. I can, I that can way, get, I can get with that. Yeah, so, we, you know, it's in the background. People are talking. They're getting into it. Nothing's graphic or scary. It sets a good vibe. You can even play some music in the background. But start with one of the, you know, the black and white Godzilla films. Okay. And then as you kind of settle, people have snacked, and it's about the, it starts to get about the movie. You either start with the original Japanese version, Ring, mm-hmm. or the 2002 American remake, The Ring. Okay. Both of those are great. They're still, I think, you know, I kind of consider them more PG-esque. I think maybe they're ones are, one's PG-13. But they're still, everyone knows the stories. You can still kind of get into it, you know, have a good time, talk a little bit, drink your wine, whatever you're doing. And then when it's time to get freaky, get scared, see some gore, you cap it off with Obayashi's house 
if you dare. <laughs> well, that is a little more interesting than idea. Uh, take note, People Magazine. But as uh, as I, I listen to the idea, I think it's great. But now I understand that People was just trying to pander to anybody and everybody. I feel like that your idea is only only for those who truly love and appreciate Halloween. Yes, yeah, so this is absolutely 100% geared towards all you Halloweeners or Halloweenies out there. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's a good thing to do. I think it's fun. Hayden, I, I know we have gone on and on and on. The main thing is we just want people to really enjoy the holiday. Enjoy the season, yeah. It's, I love that Halloween, it's always been my favorite holiday, but I do really think that now it really is the kickoff to the holiday season. It really is. Yeah, I agree. Do things you haven't done in a long time. Dress up, even if it's just to hand out candy. Throw a cool party or throw a party that's a little cheesy with kids films or Disney films, but whatever. Do things with people. Actually make it an event. It's on a Monday this year, so you can have an amazing Halloween weekend. Do all these different things. You could, you know, maybe hitch a hayride or something on one day. But it, it, <laughs> but seriously, though, you really can. You could do pumpkin patches with the family, things like that, corn mazes. Do the, the family stuff during the weekend days. Of course, take the kids trick-or-treating. I then, also feel like you should throw in there a little bit more. Do some, do some like, short story reading. Stephen King has a lot of great short stories. Edgar Allan Poe. There's so many, like, really good creepy stories out there. So it doesn't have to necessarily be, you know, watching something. Pick up some short stories. Absolutely. Oh, see the original Dracula or the original, you know, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I mean, go out there and just just indulge in everything of the season. Yeah, and I do think that Hannah and I are probably a little more extreme in our Halloween practices that make it your own. You know, just like you said, go with go classic, have an upscale Halloween, right? Edgar Allan Poe is good stuff. I mean, he was the first true goth. Listen to some good music. Listen to some Rob Zombie or, you know, go old school 80s and listen to The Damned and Bauhaus or whatever works for you. <laughs> Have a good time. Put on a little eyeliner, whatever you want to do. If we've learned anything from the pandemic, there's nothing wrong with dressing up, acting like a kid or an adult that likes to have a good time. You don't have to hide behind childhood or nostalgia. Just celebrate this and make sure you have a spectacular Halloween. <laughs> that was spectacular. <laughs> <laughs>